Welcome to Lost in Twin Peaks. Today's episode covers Twin Peaks Season 3, Part 13, Mythology. What's going on in the spirit world locations, and what's happening in those locations or others in terms of the lodge lore? The spirit world, we see a brief, couple brief glimpses of the Red Room. First, when the ring, the owl cave ring that Ray had on his finger... Uh, just falls onto the floor of the red room. Later we see Ray himself lying dead on this floor, and the ring is placed on a table. Make of that what you will. We don't see the sp- purple world tower. We don't see a convenience store. We don't see anything related to the zone or the spiral in the sky. For lodge lore, we see Ray putting on the owl cave ring. This confirms, really, I think, that for this, as far as this season is concerned... The ring is a conduit to the lodge, and that's all it does. It doesn't doom people. It doesn't uh, signify knowledge. It doesn't do all the other things that I think, you know, people read the ring as doing in Firewalk with me, all these sort of contested theories, and I certainly have my own. But in The Return, it feels like it's more Frost provenance, and he likes it as more of a straightforward vessel vehicle. Like, you put on the ring, you end up in the lodge. But I don't know. I mean, maybe there's much more going on there than I'm catching. So please write in if you think so. Ray also talks about seeing Philip Jeffries at the Dutchman's. And uh, he tells Cooper, you got something inside that they want. Referring to Bob, obviously. Ray tells Cooper he was supposed to put the ring on his finger before he died. Which I guess would transport him back to the lodge. But uh, I wonder, why didn't he do that in part 8? Like, he was actually about to shoot him. Well, he did shoot him, first of all. And he seemed like he might already be dead. And then he was going to go shoot him again. There's no sign of putting on the ring. So maybe that's something he discovered from Jeffries in between fleeing to this warehouse place. Like, he stopped at the Dutchman's or whatever. And it's weird, too, to think of Ray going to a supernatural zone because he seems like he doesn't quite get what's supernatural and what isn't. So how did he see Jeffries at the Dutchman's if he's not kind of privy to all this stuff? I, I don't know. There's a lot of questions with the Mr. C storyline in general, and I feel like quite a lot with the Jeffries and Ray and who's doing what for what purposes and how they do it and all of that stuff. I wonder, watching this scene... What does Mr. C himself really know about the Black Lodge? There's this assumption that him and Bob are just like totally simpatico. Like he knows everything Bob knows and he knows all the Lodge lore and everything like that. He refers on a previous episode, they want me to go back to the Black Lodge. But watching the scene, I almost wonder if like the Mr. C, who is the Cooper Cooper doppelganger, really remembers or recognizes where he came from. Or if his memory more or less only kind of stretches back to waking up in the great northern after kind of a cool idea i'm not sure that's tenable i think it might be actually much more straightforward and simple than that the more i talk about this the less i believe it but i do like that idea but when is when is he cooper when is he bob and what does he know as as either one i think well we know what he would know as bob but what does he know as as cooper i don't know this is a whole topic we'll have to dive in later I'll, i'll punt a little on it this time i think this scene and uh, really the 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 series the season as a whole it kind of rejects the idea that bob's hosts are ever fully controlled by him because mr c has such a presence of his own it just makes it seem like maybe it was the same thing with leland like bob's on there to ride and to maybe push and prompt and direct them a certain way and and feed off of the 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 produce but it's like the people are themselves even when they're, like, possessed, quote-unquote, by Bob. I I don't know. But then that doesn't seem to be how it works with Mike and Philip Gerard. In that case, we have the one-armed shoe salesman 
who just completely seems to change into a different person when he's taken over by Mike in the original series. And then in this series, uh, the season three, adding to the confusion, he's listed in the credits as Philip Gerard when he appears to be the spirit Mike guiding Cooper from the Red Room. So just a very complicated character there that throws a wrench into this whole idea of what does it mean to be possessed by a spirit? What does it mean to have your own identity outside of that? I've discussed that at, at other points in the Lost in Twin Peaks series, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's worth contemplation, I think. That's it for this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can also support this work on patreon.com slash lostinthemovies. Tomorrow's episode will continue with part 13, looking at the current events of the time, what was going on in August of 2017 when this episode was on. 